Yeah. The Bar Podcast. Uh, Biblical uh, reform, let's uh, go. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to the bar. Come on and pull up a seat. And open up your Bible. What a wonderful feast. The living bread. And we're discussing what it means for the streets. The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet. This where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news. In light of the scripture, yo, we are here to serve you. We're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces. Yo, this is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it. Yeah, this is for the truth lovers, biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations. Yeah. The nations. Welcome to the modern reformation. Yeah. Welcome everybody to the bars. Boy, the win in the building right back in here. Another Tuesday. I say back in here, man, but I'm not in here that much. But I'm glad you're listening, listening through your earbuds, through your speakers, where you listen to the bar. We're grateful that you're listening. And this is not a old recording. This isn't a uh, rewind or a replay. Uh, this is actual live in uh, 2024. And I'm hosting this show, man. And I'm super excited. I got a, a cool guest that's a repeat offender. I guess we hadn't scared him off enough because he keep asking to come back. Uh, but we'll get into that in just a second, man. Before we do, man, I definitely have to shout out my team, man. Shout out to Nick uh, and Jessica. Uh, Nick handles the audio and social media things. And Jessica handles all the video that's why you see we got video now and i'm on video you can see my pretty face and my guest pretty face uh then i also have to shout out my brother david for uh hosting guest hosting uh pretty much hosting uh the podcast uh while a guy has me in other areas doing other things man so have to shout my team out but that's not why i'm here i'm here to talk to my good friend, my brother. If you listen to the podcast, you don't have the pleasure to see this young man, but this is my brother, David. How you doing, man? Hey, man. It's good to be with you, brother, once again. Uh, and you haven't scared me away, so <laughs> I guess that's a good thing, man. That's a good thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah. E- either either you're crazy or I am. Either one of the two. <laughs> well, I think I think people are pretty well established, and I'm pretty well nuts. So. I got it. I got it, Dave. <laughs> well, listen, man. So... Uh, every time you come on, uh, it's it's usually for a reason, and uh, this time is like uh, all the other times, man. But for those that may be new to Mr. Dave uh, uh, and, and don't know who you are, give a little background, man, and then we'll talk about why we're here. Well, the most important thing is I'm saved by the grace of God. You know, um, he saved me at the age of five. And, um, you know, ever, like everybody, I had my own share of challenges that we'll, we'll talk about today. Um, I, I serve as the executive director of Servants of Grace Ministries, a ministry I started at the age of 19. Um, I'm, I'm happily married to my beautiful wife, Sarah, outside of my salvation. She's a grace gift to me, um, greater than any other way that God could use me. Um, she's just a, such a blessing. And, uh, you know, then I, I do, uh, I podcast a bit. Um, I write books and, uh, now we have a publishing company attached to our ministry with this book and, uh, you know, just, just hand to the plow, staying faithful, uh, trying to speak out on a lot of different things, hopefully, helpfully, and, and definitely biblically and, uh, staying true to those, you know, those, uh, you know, reformed theology. So, there you Absolutely. go. That's, that's a little bit about me. I love it, man. I love it. And uh, congratulations on the publishing thing, man. I know uh, that's not a, a easy task. Uh, a lot of work goes into that, man. So, all right, man, let's talk about let's talk about this book, man. Let's talk about uh, the, the one that's on the way to my house. I hadn't made it here yet. So uh, give us the title. Let's, let's get into it. 
Well, as of as of this recording, you know, uh, it just went out to everybody yesterday. So nice. from the printer. So uh, the book is uh, Contentment, the Journey of a Lifetime. Um, mm. So I really wrote this book. I, um, when I wrote this book, I didn't realize that I needed this book. So this mm. this book, uh, one of my friends says this is the most vulnerable that he's ever seen me. He's known me for quite a while, probably a decade or so. And and in the book, I, I'd really talk about a lot about how the Lord has worked in my life through a variety of different situations. But I should say, in case you just heard that as I talking about myself, um, anybody that knows me well knows I don't point to myself. Uh, even when I am sharing, you know, uh, a, a story or whatever, um, I'm using that as an illustration, really, to to point you to God's word and to point you to the help that we have in God's grace. But probably the most fascinating part of this book is um, I use Pilgrim's Progress mm. and kind of overlay that, use that story to really um, illustrate uh, this idea of contentment. And for those of you that may not be familiar with John Bunyan, you know, he was actually in prison when he wrote uh, Pilgrim's Progress. Pilgrim's Progress, next to the Word of God, is the second best selling book, you know, of all time. And so um, it really details a journey, a story of uh, Pilgrim's Progress does of, you know, a Christian in the story going, going from his house. I mean, who doesn't leave their house, right? To go to work or whatever. So we can all identify right there. But, but he, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, that's, you know what? That's an important clarification. But, but Christian goes on this, on this journey and he gets distracted. He doesn't get distracted. Okay. Everybody. Um, but, but he gets distracted and, and then he has this guy named Evangelist come along. And what Evangelist does is he tells him the truth and he keeps getting distracted. He, he, but but eventually these he has a backpack that he's wearing and eventually his backpack falls off well this backpack remember this is an allegory so don't take it too seriously but it illustrates a reality of the righteousness of God that is in Christ and so what Christian has done is he's heard the gospel from Christian and he's repented and put his hope and trust in Christ and then and then Christian um, learns about studying the Bible about spiritual warfare and then this whole journey is is him going to the celestial city heaven and so I overlay the that story, for those of you that aren't familiar with Pilgrim's Progress, I overlay this story on top of my book using uh, various uh, situations in the life of Christian to show, um, you know, biblical truth and and uh, those kind of things. And so, um, when I when I this book wasn't hard to write substance wise, but it was it was very much an application project. So in that way, um, even if the the reader you know, for some reason isn't helped. I hope that you are, um, you know, I was helped more than anybody would ever do uh, in writing this book, you know, it really was an application uh, project. Um, and we can, we can talk about that uh, if you want. Oh, we so. will. Yeah, no, <laughs> look, we're, uh, <laughs> those have been a while, around a while. I do something when I get an idea or I get something sparks something, I cross my fingers. So I my fingers are already we're already crossed because uh you know you you reference the application aspect uh on a personal level uh as you know as much as you want to share uh just talk about that talk about that process and and what what in what ways uh did you pretty much apply it and and into your yeah. own personal life yeah, yeah, that's good. You know, um, well, let's let's start in high school. You know, I was really good at golf. Uh, I could have gone pro, not not like P 
PGA like pro, but I was good enough to be a club pro and, and maybe compete in, you know, some mini tours or whatever. Um, you know, I, I was a scrap for those of you that know anything about golf. I was a scratch golfer, actually better than scratch golfer. So I was, I was really good. You know, I bombed my drives like 320, 350. But what I realized is that, um, you know, years later is golf had really become an idol for me. Mm. And even before that, you know, other sports that, that I was playing, it become an idol. They not, they became the most important thing. I was attaching meaning, ultimate meaning and ultimate value and ultimate worth to those things. Mm. But then as I, then as I started processing this book, I realized not only I've been doing that since childhood, I've been doing that as an adult. And for those of you that don't know, I've been in ministry my whole my whole entire adult life. And so, um, you know, there have been various things where, you know, whether that's, you know, even even looking to your pastor can become an idol. As shocking mm. as that is, you know, you can you can go to your pastor more that that would look like going to your pastor more than you're going to the Lord in prayer. Mm. Guilty, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so, so like when we moved, for example, from, um, you know, Idaho to California, this is where I started writing this, this book and the Lord was really working on me in this area because I needed to go to, to the Lord, um, first and, and foremost, uh, with all of my cares. In fact, I think that the Lord took my wife and I out of Idaho and mm. brought me to California. I think it's safe to say there in his providence to really get me not, not to be isolated and alone. We, we were not isolated and alone in any way. We were in a good church and everything. And I had plenty of accountability all over the place. Um, so, so I wasn't isolated. Don't hear that. And I wasn't alone. I wasn't a Lone Ranger Christian because there is no such thing. But the the Lord took me to California really to grow grow me in this area and to address some things in my life that needed to be addressed and and He did and it wasn't it wasn't fun those first few years to be away from you know people that I really cared about people that I'd, I'd invested in but I but I needed it and so when I say that this was an application project really um, it just gave me the opportunity to really examine my and assess how am I really doing at the things that um, you know I say I talk about how am I doing it really practicing those things because mm -hmm. it, it's easy to, you know, it's easy to flap your gums. It's easy to talk, but talk the talk, but it's like, how are you doing it? Walking the walk. And, and it's important that we know good theology It's important that we be steeped in, you know, uh, in the mind, in the heart with good theology. But, you know, as, especially as reformed people, we have a rich tradition of this, you know, following from the reformers and the Puritans of, what Joe, Joe, somebody like Joel Beakey would call reform spirituality. That is mm -hmm. a walking out of it, not just talking about it, but walking it out. And the Puritans were so concerned about this. And so, so that's kind of what I was, um, I mean, that's, that's for every day, but I'm saying that in this particular season, as I was working on this book, the Lord was really, really working on me and, and just evaluating, assessing, asking questions. You say, you believe this. Well, 
How's that in your life? How are you doing at this? And this is what we this is what we need to do more of. Uh, this is Second Corinthians thirteen five. Examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. And asking questions like "How am I doing?" isn't isn't navel gazing. It's not being overly concerned to be introspective, but it is examining your life in a godly way. And even even you might need a biblical counselor to help you or a pastor to help you because um, you realize I'm really not doing so well with that habitual sin as I think I am. Um, I'm not really turning from it. I'm actually going back to it. I'm going back to that trough again and again and again. Um, and so I need some help. And and so something like this, what contentment is, is very simply, is it's a disposition of the heart. We have peace with God through the Lord Jesus. Um, so that's in Romans 5, 1, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. But but then this peace being made real in our experience, that's Philippians 4, 6 through 8, that, that peace of God that passes all understanding. We've been united to Christ by faith. We've been indwelt by the Spirit. And so we have this hope. So we not only have peace with God in terms of our relationship with God, but we have this peace that's being made real in our experience. And this is the disposition and the reality of what it means to be you know in Christ. We have peace with God. Um, and that peace is being made real in our experience. I know, I know where you come from in your experience, you know, coming out of the NAR, you, that people hear that and they're like, huh, I, I get kind of nervous, you know, cause it's all about in the NAR, it's all about experience. And, but there mm -hmm. is a Christian way to view our experience. Um, Philippians four nine says that, you know, Put into practice the things that he's talking about. James one twenty two. Don't be hearers, but doers of the word. And so, we have to be careful. We have to push back against that that NAR perspective. But we also have to push back on the other side and say there is a walking out of the the Christian life. There is because we're united to Christ by faith. We have this communion with Christ, and then there's this walking out. We have, we're told to walk in a manner worthy of the calling that we've received. And so, so we have to be we have to be careful about what we're saying, but we still have to say it, and we still have to walk it out because this is the good theology, and and this isn't to be this is to be lived out, you know. So practically, you know, when you face trials and temptation and suffering, raise your hand if you don't. Raise your hand if you get anxious or discouraged or whatever. Right. God has something to say about all of those things, and he and he helps us to deal with it, you know. Um, I remember I'll you I'll use one more story. In in 2012, my dad came back into my life after six and a half years of being, you know, gone. And there's a lot of backstory to that. But very simply, um, we we learned that he had frontal temporal dementia at that time. Mm. And through this uh, around the same time, I just graduated seminary. And what I realized was is um, I, I needed to, I was studying the book of Hebrews. And so what I was discovering more and, and even learning more about was the utter sufficiency of Christ at that time. Mm. And man, I tell you what, if, if you have a parent that has dementia or memory issues, I have two of them now, actually, my mom has Alzheimer's and, um, this will test you in ways that you have n never been tested ever. Mm. Um, you know, uh, so what it, what it, what it really re made me realize as with all these situations that we all face is how much do I trust the Lord? Mm -hmm. You know, it's mm -hmm. easy again to talk about trust, but when you have to deal with hospital 
and nurses and doctors and um, how are you doing it? How are you going to do it being patient with people? How are you going to do it not getting mad and upset? Um, raise your hand if you struggle with those too. Um, right. You know, and, and all of these opportunities, all of these things are opportunities to really reveal what's in our heart. What do we treasure most? What do we love most? What do we value most? Um, and and this is a process. This is why the subtitle is a journey of a lifetime. Because contentment is hard work. It's gospel work. It's it's the work that the Spirit is is trying to produce in us, um, so that so that we can face these situations with help. It doesn't mean that we're never gonna you know. It means we're gonna we're gonna fail. There's no perfection right. the side of heaven we're not glorified yet right but but we're, we're gonna we have to get pick ourselves up there's many toils and snares as the puritans talk about as the hymn writers talk about and we have to pick ourselves up there, that's why i think why you know there's that hymn it is well with my soul I, I think i think if you're anything like me we can sing that song or that hymn and we can just kind of give lip service to the theology behind it, love the theology. But do you really think about what those words mean? Do you really think about how they're being lived out in your life? And so I, I had to I had to ask myself some some questions. How am I doing? How are things really uh, beyond just like, OK, I'm reading my Bible. How, how, am I taking what I'm reading in God's word? And is it becoming true in my life and can other people see that that i'm really trusting the promises of god um you know in my parents dementia can can the doctors see that can the nurses see that um and can other people in my church see that can people when they listen to a podcast um or or in the books do they do they see that i'm making progress in in these things um that i think even we could say paul paul told timothy that the progress should be evident right, right. um we're supposed to second uh, i think this is second peter actually one we're supposed to add these qualities and these qualities are things that the spirit are producing there in second uh, peter one and so so this was a eminently application project for me and i think that we all need to have and do a better job. I know lots of people who are very smart um, theologically. They have tons of knowledge. They're way smarter than me theologically. But but where they struggle the most is a asking questions. What is this? What is not? What does this mean to me? But how do I take this and apply it to my life? Or how do I apply it to my finances, my relationship, my marriage, my my um, you know the the tough situations and people to my work. Um, and they get really lost, you sure. know, you know, and, and this is why we have to ask ourselves the question, like, and I think to illustrate that I would, I would go to Jonathan Edwards. Edwards, um, you know, was America's greatest, one of America's greatest pastor, if not the greatest pastor. He was also the greatest philosopher that America ever produced. But what Edwards would do is he would go out in nature. He would ride a horse, he would go out in nature and he would journal. And he would observe nature. But what he was really doing, he talks about, is he was examining his heart. Mm. And, and you know, when when we talk about – John Flavel wrote a book, a very famous book called Keeping the Heart. And the, and the Puritans were very concerned about this idea because it, it comes from Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart with all due diligence, or from it flows the issues of life. You know, even in that passage in Philippians four, we 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 discover one of the things that we're to do is to guard the heart, 
Right. So there is a keeping of the heart. There is a caring for the heart. There is a tilling of the ground through the means of grace and those kind of things. And then there's a walking out. So, so what I'm saying is we, we often want to focus, especially preachers, pastors, podcasters, we want to focus on speaking to people. But what we should first do is be concerned about how am I doing? How am I, how am I doing at this? And even talking to people, you know, personally, but, you know, pointing them away from ourselves to, to the Christ, the hope that is in us um, and talking about it in ways that honor God, like, like hopefully I'm doing here and, and I do in the book, just, just showing, Hey, this is what Christ has done in me. This is what he continues to do in me. This, this is uh, continual growth. You know, anybody who thinks that, uh, um, you know, I'm the most gentle person or anything like that. Um, why don't you come, why don't you come drive with me sometime in, in the car, you know? Uh, man, I mean, the way people drive around where I live, is just, that's horrendous. You know, I'm just like, sure. and that doesn't mean that I have a potty mouth, but man, I want to sometimes, you know? <laughs> sure. So, but uh, especially when I lived in California, man, Southern California sure. is even worse, but you know, and then, and yeah. then there's all the ways, you know, that we're prone to not be gentle with, you know, our spouse, friends, family, coworkers, and, and that's all of us, you know, so we all have a lot of room to grow. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I, I appreciate you kind of taking a deep dive into that and, and how it applies. And, and, you know, uh, first thing I'm gonna do is everybody that was uh, listening and watching that, put your hands up all those times. You can put your hands down now, uh, because <laughs> I think you hit all every aspect, uh, you know, if you've ever been anxious, you've ever been angry, you know, we all can relate to that. Uh, and, and, and like you said, taking into account, uh, how we respond, uh, this is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Uh, and I love that, man, because, you know, like you said, podcasters, pastors, you know, we're always uh, we, we become authority, uh, authority figures as far as uh, what we say and, and how that happens. But we also have to make sure that it applies to ourselves. Um, so, you know, God, God is private. God's providence is amazing, man, because, you know, my background, you, you're very familiar with it, um, but also. Uh, the world of RAM that I run in now uh, with fitness and motivation uh, a lot of times, because when I think of contentment, man, I think about people that are like super ambitious that aren't happy with where they are currently. You know, uh, I think about the that's that line of thinking uh, and not being able and, and feeling like, you know, I need this or I need more but actually being content with where you are currently, you know, as far as uh, your status or, you know, whether it's financial or whatever, man. And, and, and I remember uh, just understanding that, you know, understanding like, okay, you know, the, the, the word of faith in me, like you, you're not gonna be a millionaire, you know, you gotta be content with where you are, man. So, um, you know, I, I, that's another aspect of contentment, man, that, that I think is, uh, is super important in the body, man. Cause we can claim to be, you know, modest and, 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 you know, meek, you know, but, you know, I'm sure you wouldn't be mad if you sold a, you know, a hundred million copies, you know, you know, you, would, <laughs> I, I don't think you'd be like, Lord, no, not me. You know, I'm, I'm content with my 
thousand, you know, I, I'm sure that's not the case because we all have things that we aspire to, man. So is there any, like any, do you address any of that uh, in the book as well? Yeah, definitely. I do, you know, and, and that's so such a good way to, to say it, you know, and as you're talking, I'm thinking Philippians three, nine, I consider all loss. Literally, he means dung, by the way, in the Greek. The Greek word is literally dung. I consider all loss or dung, mm-hmm. if you will. So that's that's nothing. He considered it nothing. Now, remember, this is the Apostle Paul. He was extremely well educated, and he said that he considered all loss, all right. loss, just to knowing knowing Christ. Um you know, and and he Second uh, Corinthians eleven says that you know he was shipwrecked and he was beaten within an inch of his life thirty nine times. You know, amazing, amazing, and yet he says it's all loss. And so, so there is a that's counterintuitive to our flesh, right? We yes. want, we want, we want what we want, and there's nothing wrong with you know wanting having you know what we need. God, God will give us what we need. He'll he'll help us to have a you know if we pray and we ask. Lord, help me to get a job so that I can provide for my family. Uh, send me to a godly pastor or pastors that are biblically qualified. I, I, I genuinely believe that's that God will do that. He will mm-hmm. uh, help me to grow in my faith. Help me to grow in your word. Help me to understand these are these are prayers that God will answer because they align with his word. And so so as we talk about godly ambition, that, that's what we're talking about. Yep. We're talking about rather than being focused on me and my and my glory and my kingdom and my power and and my enterprise and and whatever it is, um, it's flipped on its head and instead it's Christ's kingdom, Christ's glory, Christ's church, Christ's people, uh, the word of God, loving people, loving the word, loving the church, and serving people. That that's totally different and totally Absolutely. upside down than. In our flesh, we think, you know, me and my and my paycheck and how much money can I do? And and it's just like even even if we flip that on its head in the podcasting world or whatever, it's like it's it's instead of it's okay. what am I going to do to get the most numbers? Um, And who doesn't think that? I mean, like you mentioned, would I would I be upset if a million people bought this book? No. Um, (laughs) But 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 what would be my answer? What would be my the disposition of my heart? Right. Well, right. I'd like to I'd like to say that I would praise God and thank the Lord and and I would I, I write a post and say, you know, thank you, Lord, for all that you've done and uh, for how it's done. And there's nothing wrong with that. People get very um, you get kind of weird when you start talking about numbers even. But mm. numbers represent real people that were really helped and even people that give to ministries. We should give thanks to that. We should Absolutely. show people and we should push back. You know, we shouldn't be afraid to push back and say, hey, if you're giving to this ministry, that you're giving not out of duty, out of obligation. You're giving out of the generosity of Second Corinthians 8 and 9 talk about oh, over and against this. Oh, just give me money and, you know, you can get a purple cloth and an anoint, <laughs> anointed purple cloth like Benny Hand or whatever, you know, yeah, you man. know what I'm saying? But, but but that's 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 where godly ambition comes. It's really a motive of the heart. It's a disposition of the heart. It's it's we have this peace with God. And Paul said that he learned this. You know, Paul, Paul didn't even ask the Paul asked was the one church that Paul loved. And and this church gave financially to, to Paul's ministry of tent making and, uh, you know, preaching and teaching and making churches. And, and we have to remember even that Philippians has a theme of joy, joy in the Lord. In verse uh, Philippians 4, 2, he says um, he talks about how to, we're to stand firm 
in the Lord. So whenever you see in the Lord, in him, in Christ, uh, all of those phrases, in Jesus, what he's talking about is he's talking about the person that belongs to Christ. Mm -hmm. That's union with Christ. So let me ask you a question. Are you in Christ? Do you believe in Christ? Well, you know, this is a Reformed podcast, so so we would like to believe that everybody who would listen to this podcast is a Christian. But I ask you, have you repented and put your faith in Christ? Right. Have you done that? Well, Absolutely. if you have, then you're in the Lord. You know, praise mm-hmm. the God for that. If you're not, then you need to repent and believe. But the thing is, is uh, we have great encouragement from that phrase in the Lord. That's a gospel promise. That's a that's gospel hope. There's there's genuine fuel, you know, in in that phrase because of what Christ has done for us. And this right. this provides the reminder. And like Martin Luther said, we need to be we need to remember the gospel every day because every day we forget the gospel raise your hand if that's true me you you know me first you know (laughs) so so that's really like is your podcasting we'll take the podcasting idea we can even uh, you can apply it to writing to your work or whatever okay but the principle is this as you're as you're doing what you're doing why are you doing what you're doing and ask yourself, is it to serve people, to love people, you know, as you're writing books? Is it is it for to help people really understand more of the topic, to serve them? Is it is it when you're podcasting, is it really is it for the numbers or the or the traffic and the attention or the to, to provoke controversy? Or is it to speak to controversial topics and situations and other things in a way that honors the Lord, honors his word, and aligns this is important, aligns with what how our speech is to be as a Christian. Mm. And then if it doesn't, if it doesn't align with if if you're if you're what you're saying doesn't align with not only what scripture says and then how scripture defines how you're to speak, then you shouldn't speak about that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're just not knowledgeable enough to talk about it. And that requires humility and it requires a question. And maybe even it requires you going to your pastor and saying, hey, do you think I should talk about this? Or or I'm talking about this. Do you think that this is a real big issue? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that requires humility, too. And that actually would show your pastor, hey, this person, I should probably, you know, spend some time talking to them and, and investing in them. Because I, I can tell you, being the friend of many pastors, they would be deeply encouraged by that. If you went to them and said, hey, you know, I'm podcasting about this. Oh, that's great. Tell me about that. Um, I'm talking about this and this and this and this. And what do you think about this? What are your thoughts about that? Oh, man, I can tell you, I can tell you, I'll even talk with some of my pastors about various things, like when I interview somebody on grief or whatever, and they come back with so many good questions. I'm like, Man, that's such a good question. Um, right. I'm gonna write that. I'm gonna write that down. Right, um, right. You know, like I was talking about with Ed Welsh recently on grief, and this this one of my pastors was a grief counselor at a hospital. You know, doing that kind of work and and having grief groups. And I'm like, man, I just want to hear what you think. What should I ask? And what are some questions? And right. I think I think that kind of that kind of thing takes not only that kind of question takes not only or, or that kind of disposition i mean not only takes humility but it also takes just being honest like Absolutely. hey this person has this experience this person has this knowledge uh and we have so much room to to grow and to learn um and uh you yeah. know that's true so I, major. go ahead yeah no i was just gonna say man that you know i i really like that um, and, and, you know, something I, I also do, uh, with, with the eldership at my, my church, you know, if it's, you know, cause a lot of times there's a lot of, 
uh, controversial things floating around. And, and sometimes, you know, you, you want to respond, like you said, and, and you just need something, you need an outside eye uh, or outside perspective. Um, you know, even, even for me, cause we kind of talked about it before we went, went live. Um, you know, I, I had my tank top on and uh, I got, I got a little grief uh, from some, some of my reform brothers for uh, some of my posts that, you know, showing uh, my before and after progress. And, uh, and I went to my elders and I, I was like, you know, let, tell me is, is, should I change this? Or, you know, is this wrong? Or give me, give me an outside perspective. Um, and they gave me guidance on that, you know, and, and, and how to approach it. Uh, and, and even, you know, how to maneuver with, when it's a direct, you know, which is rare, but when it does happen, like how to, how to respond to that, man. So that's really good. They, so I know, uh, 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 Nick is going to kill me if I don't do a break So we can throw a commercial in here So we're going to do that right here Take a quick break We'll be right back All right, we're back Oh man, Dave, we, we almost need a part two. You need to bring me on your show or something, man. It's so good to catch up with you and, and hear about things, man. So let's get into, uh, you know, where people can find the book, where people can find you, your blog, all your information. Um, because you've been on here a couple of times, you know, I, I would hit you with the signature question. But I, I might still do it because it. Some, some of your tests, some do of your it. tastes may have changed. So we'll, do we'll, it. We'll, we'll hit you with the signature questions. Dave. Yeah, man. Right. Awesome. So the first bar signature question is what kind of music do you listen to now? They'll say now. You know, man, I, I bet I'm I'm digging uh, you know, Skillet, our guy John Cooper. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I need to ba- text him. Uh, right, right. <laughs> uh I actually was in Spotify's uh, top point zero one percent of listeners of you know Spotify's uh for Skillet. Nice. Uh, uh, so uh, tell him Dave Jenkins if he knows who he is. He doesn't. Know I got me. you. But uh, you shut up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I listen to Mozart. You know, classical music, and uh, so yeah. Okay, I yeah. like it. Not much change besides Skillet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Next thing at your bar question is: What book or books are you currently reading? Oh my. Um, mm. Well, right next to me, I've got a stack of uh, I don't know, like probably 50 books. So books on uh, biblical worldview. So um, science, scientism, um, church history, systematic theology, the uh, working through the works of John Owen and Flavel. So, um, you know, some heady stuff, you know? Okay. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a part to that, man. Do you throw any, uh, any, you know, leisure, uh, books in, in that, or is it mostly (laughs) research work? type stuff most of the time yeah you know it's it's mostly just work i just mostly read theology if some people might wonder do i read fiction no i, I spend the most time actually reading my bible 
I know mm-hmm. that's like the the churchy answer, but <laughs> you know it's true. You know, no, I just absolutely. I just I just dig getting into God's Word and just it. reading it and listening to it. I, I probably listen more than I actually read. Yeah, um, I really too. just I just I just like taking it in, and um, you know, I'm already in this. This will give you some idea. It's it's only January nineteenth. Of course, mm-hmm. I finished reading the Bible in November, so I had a little bit of a head start, but I'm already at almost at the end of Deuteronomy. So already, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> I love. It. I mean, you know, I just, I just dig it, you know. And so, so I'll just, I'll just listen to the Bible as I'm getting ready and and everything, and then, you know, I spend uh, some substantive time in in prayer, you know, prayer for right. people that that write for me, uh, people that are gonna, you know, my friends, uh, family, you know, those types of things, not just my requests, and, um, you know, th- those are just some good things, you know. So, I so, but, it. but like, just practically. You know, even if you read one or two verses of, of the day and then think about those things for a few minutes and then pray about what you've, uh, heard, you know, heard or read, um, you know, you're going to you're going to be that that's going to be a good place to start, you know, and mm-hmm. we're talking January 19th right now. And let's ask a question. How are you doing at that? You know, Mm -hmm. have you already fallen off the wayside? And (laughs) if not, if you have, you know what? Start. Get one or or two minutes. Can you read one or two verses? Answer, yes. Can you take, can you think about what you read for one or two minutes? Answer, Answer, yes. yes. (laughs) (laughs) Then can you, for one or two minutes, pray? So you just spent five to seven minutes with the Lord and you can build from there. Don't yep. stay at, at five to seven minutes, please. But you know that's a that's a good that's a good place to start. So absolutely, no, I love that, man. I love that. All right, last signature bar question is: What podcasts or sermons have you been listening to lately? Podcasts. So I don't really listen to any podcasts. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. Uh, so I just, I video it a lot. So, yeah. uh, but, uh, no, that's that. I don't really listen to any of those. Um, you know, I should listen to more sermons, but I don't other than, you know, my pastor and, and mm-hmm. those kind of things. And so, but I, I do enjoy actually when I, when I get the opportunity, I love to watch, uh, AJTV, AJTV, mm-hmm. American gospel. Yes. Um, Shout and so, a shout out to Brandon, and uh, we do need to get you on Equip You and Grace here soon, so we'll have to make that happen. Let me know. But, uh, yeah, but uh, so you know that's uh, that's kind of that's kind of what we're we're doing. So what I, what I love I it to yeah, good deal, man. All right, brother. Well, to close this out, uh, give you an opportunity to uh, hit up, uh, let everybody know where to find you, your stuff, your book. Make sure you guys get the book. We'll make sure we have it in the show notes. Uh, and I will definitely post and tweet about mine when it arrives. So if you don't have it, you'll be jealous of me by then. Um, <laughs> either way, man, I, I also want to thank you for uh, offering to come on the show with me. You know, Dave is like, you know, uh, you know, David is cool, but I'd much rather be with you. So don't take it personal, David. Um, you know, Davis. you want to... <laughs> David's a homie too, man. You know, yeah, I'm is. still waiting for him to respond to my message. So my email. But yeah, hey, Dave, Dave, if you're listening to this, man, you're awesome, brother. So he thank is. you for all you do. It exposes the word in here too. Hey, so he, he's an amazing guy, man. But yeah. no. Um, so uh, I, I appreciate it, brother. Real yeah. talk. 
Yeah. So you can find all the stuff, all the things at servantsofgrace.org, uh, you know, our podcast articles or whatever. We have a shop there now. We have 300 products, you know, for whether you're, whether you're a guy, we got, you know, clothes, uh, all that clothes and stuff and journals, ladies, same thing nice. um, if for ladies and then kids as well. Um, and then, you know, we also have my books there. So um, you can get this stop shop. Yeah, you can get my book, Contentment, The Journey of a Lifetime, and uh, it'll go out to you um, within a day or two or so. And uh, so, yeah, that's where that's where you can find everything. And uh, it's, it's, you know, I'm on social media, you know, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Um, so I think I'm on Truth Social, although I don't post there. I pretty much stay on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram now. Right. Those those kind of those other ones are kind of dead, to be honest. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah that's, so, that's fair. That's fair. So, so you can find me. I try to go everywhere, but it's like if I see that it's not doing anything, you know, it's not like, worth whatever. the time. It's not worth the. It, it only takes like two seconds to post, but it's you know. Yeah, we, two seconds is a lot, man. We just <laughs> talked about seven minutes of uh, reading, thinking, and praying. So yeah, yeah, two seconds is a lot. If there's not, no fruit there or whatever. So I get it. Well, listen, bro. Thank you again coming on man to the bar podcast listeners thank y'all for continuing to uh listen to this podcast continue to spread the word about it uh oh i also want to uh remind you guys that uh i just launched a brand new podcast called four truth podcast uh me and three other brothers uh so you can check that out i'll make sure we have the link to that in the show notes actually i think i might put an episode on the bar podcast channel so you guys can check us out man uh really cool uh three brothers that uh we knew each other uh actually we met through social media uh we connected for the first time at g3 and then we uh we during the pandemic our families did uh bible studies together uh every friday and those conversations turned into a podcast and uh we released a podcast on it was released on january the 15th and we did a little different. You guys know I'm a fan of R&B and hip hop. And so uh, we released it like an album. Uh, so um, side A of Four True Podcasts is available, which is all five episodes. And side B will be available soon. So uh, make sure you guys check that out, man. And um, God bless y'all, man. We appreciate you. Till next time, we're out of here.
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.